Sasha. Hey, Courtney. Do you feel that? Feel what? There's like this weird presence, you know, like there's, there's, I don't know if it's a ghost, but there's something here that we can't see. Do you hmm. feel that on your end? Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention we're, we have a special guest. Sasha, you have to tell me before we get guests. It's spoop hour. Our paranormal comedy podcast hosted by two Halloweenies. That's Courtney. That's pregnant. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> is that how you want to do it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is Courtney. That's Sasha. Sasha's knocked up. <laughs> the, the, s- the special presence, the special guest is Babby. Babby, who is in here but cannot. Has crawled inside of Sasha's stomach. <laughs> Because of a stork, as we all know. <laughs> yep, and is uh, just a little parasitic nightmare. It makes just me tired little, and nauseous all the time. A little parasitic nightmare that's making Sasha, like, <laughs> hurl and stuff. Yeah. You know, a little but, bundle of parasite joy. Yay! <laughs> we love a parasite. So, genuinely, Sasha is pregnant. Yeah, I am pregnant. That's not a joke. <laughs> Sasha is grigonte. Bergnant. <laughs> <laughs> Preganuni. <laughs> Preganti. Prego. Like a Lego, Stego, Ego. Ego is Prego. Ego is Prego. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> and then we get a cease and desist letter from the Ego people. <laughs> also, real quick, yeah. I am not pregnant. This yeah. is I'm not making an announcement or trying to steal your thunder. <laughs> I think my neighbors need to replace the battery on oh. their smoke detector. <laughs> so if you hear the faintest chirp in the background, I will try and edit it out if the mic picks it up. But just so you're aware, I sprinted around my house before we started recording <clears throat> trying to find where the fuck this chirping was coming from. So I'm really sorry if any of it sneaks through. We don't think it will, but you yeah. never know. Yeah, she's been asking me, do you hear that? And I'm like, oh, hear what? (laughs) Yeah, so we're genuinely being haunted by two presences. For Sasha is Babby. For me is Tiny Annoying Chirp that I don't think is coming from inside my house. (laughs) The call is coming from inside the house now. But it's not. It's coming from, because, you you know, it's like townhouse style. So it's entirely possible that it's just like chirpy enough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So hopefully they fix it. I don't know. As always, you can find us on social media at Spoop Hour on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also email us whatever at spoophour at gmail.com. Yeah, if you have superstitions, yeah. if you have weird baby stories oh, yeah. that you want to tell to prepare Sasha for baby arrival, for yeah. little little Lechonk Smoliv, <laughs> Sasha's last name, then yeah, email spoophour at gmail.com. Oh, I've already given Courtney express permission that when little Goomba is able to talk, that she can ask... Interrogate them about, about past, lives. past lives. Yeah. Or weird things that they've seen. Yeah, did I tell you one of my nieces might be seeing ghosts? Hmm. So this is... 
the third youngest one. I have an army of nieces. I have five nieces that have been birthed by various friends and one nephew. (laughs) 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 It was a delight. But this particular baby is about 16 months old, I believe, at this Mm -hmm. point. And she keeps, like, looking at things Mm. and waving and saying hi to things that her parents can't see. Mm -hmm. And... My coworker with whom I co-parent the skeleton, this is her older daughter, she was like, we've been playing this game where we just look at nothing and say, wow, 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 but maybe she's not looking at nothing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's fun. We love that. I love we're that for her. So, we're so excited for LeChonk Smolov to come out and start terrifying Sasha. Yeah. 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 It's going to be great. Yeah. This- <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be great. (laughs) So that's what's going on with us. Yeah. Did anything spooky happen to you this week? God, I feel like something did and I don't remember what it was now. Other than the parasites slowly leaching your life energy. Every day is just a a waking nightmare. Sasha has two brains right now. (laughs) I have two brains right now. She's fucking nuts. (laughs) It's it's crazy. Because like, okay. I guess like, yeah, the creepy thing that's happening to me right now is just like this this right right because like i already i've worked really hard to get this baby to go because yeah. like i had to, to go like this baby in you there was a fertility treatments and stuff like that because my hormones were like no and i was like yeah. oh okay but i do not do well with body horror and every time <laughs> one of my friends has been pregnant Especially as they start getting bigger and, like, you start, like, noticing that there is something growing inside them, I get extremely uncomfortable. I think of Alien. I think of all kinds of just horror movies. Like, there's this new movie that's coming out. It's, like, The Crimes of the Future or something like that. Oh. And Twitter keeps giving me sponsored ads for it. <laughs> and Twitter's like, you're pregnant. You want to see some upsetting shit, right? Right. And it's it's a body horror movie. And I'm like, please <laughs> stop showing me this. There's a movie, some <laughs> friends of mine, another friend of mine is pregnant almost exactly as pregnante is you Mm -hmm. and they just watched the movie i think it's just called baby but it's basically like the movie opens with this woman running while carrying a duffel bag and she's running towards the cliffs of dover or whatever the police are like (laughs) stop stop and she like leaps over the cliffs and the bag goes flying and then a woman at the base of the cliffs catches the baby that's in the bag and then it turns out that like the baby is like satan or something so and so as a person who is equally as Pregonante as why you. She, she's just like, what the fuck? Why did she watch it? <laughs> I don't know. Why did she make that choice? I don't know. There was like, or like, yeah, la, la, actually, la, I think Crimes of the Future is by Neon, and like Neon puts out a lot of body horror movies, and Twitter keeps thinking that I want to see tweets from Neon. <laughs> but yeah, I Aren't just. Are they the ones who did like the fashion one where it's like fashion demon or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they did the yeah. one with the car. Mm. The late, the, yeah, the girl gets pregnant by the car. Yeah. Titan? Titani? Yeah. (laughs) That sounds like me saying all of my variations for pregnancy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love Lucy style. So, like, I just have, like, a a hard time with this kind of thing. (laughs) And now it's happening to me. And so I have to, like, compartmentalize and be like, this isn't body horror. 
I'm making a new life. This is fine. This is going to be great. And if I see like, you know, months from now, a little footprint sticking out of my belly, I'm going to be totally chill and totally cool with it and not scared at all. (laughs) Admittedly, I have no experience, nor do I wish to have any experience directly with this topic, but everyone I have ever known who has been pregnooners has been completely fine with that phase of their pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Like, none of them are ever like, ugh. Yeah. It's always, like, me reacting that way when they're like, look, it's a foot. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, yeah so I'm hoping <laughs> so that I think, it'll I be think okay. your good hormones will kick in, and yeah. you'll be like, this is fucking rad. Yeah. And not, oh, no, I'm going to oh, have, God, like, an alien done? burst out of my chest. No, it's not going to burst yeah. out of your chest. It's going to burst out of my... There- <laughs> Hoo-ha. Yeah, I was going to say, years ago, one of two unsuccessful forays into babysitting that I did, I regularly babysat this Mm four-year-old, and at one point, his mom was pregnant, and so they sat him down to tell him, you know, you're going to get a little sibling, you know, this is going to be what happens, and somehow he pieced it together, so he then went and told his kindergarten class, my mom's going to have a baby come, and I quote, flying out of her (laughs) hoo-ha. So that's how Babby is made. That's how Babby is formed. If you, yes, if you were wondering how Babby come, Snork comes and then Babby comes flying out of your hoo-ha. In case you can't tell, this episode is going to be about weird pregnancy shit. There's weird superstitions. Yeah. There's spooky baby stories. There's, there is a lot of yeah. preggers nonsense yeah. in this world because this is a this is a human experience that weirdly has been going on since humans existed. Yeah. No. Whenever so. I get worried about anything, Jack is like. You know, this is a thing that a lot of people have done. It's Don't true. worry. Bigger dummies you're, than you. Yeah, have, you are not going to ruin it. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> like, They're not going to be like, oh, pregnancy is closed. Yeah, sorry. Sasha ruined it for everybody. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be kind of funny if they did, though. You're but they're right. not going like, to. If, if I, like, ruin it for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Moose out front should have told you. No more pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so because we're doing a very special... Oh, I forgot to say the spooky thing that's happened to me. Oh, yeah. What's yours? So. Besides the fire alarm. Except for the fucking ghost fire Mm -hmm. alarm that I'm being haunted by. My partner is out of town right now on a work trip. Mm -hmm. And so I have the house to myself. And I believe I've discussed before. While I'm fine in theory with like living alone. Mm -hmm. When I am in a place that I'm used to occupying with other people. It Mm -hmm. really spooks me out to be alone. Like this Mm -hmm. happened when you were my roommate. And this happened in college when I was the only person in the apartment. So like when the benevolent butter drifter broke in. I thought the weird vibes I was feeling was just because I was in a place that I was used to sharing by myself. Because that's Mm -hmm. how I always am. So it's a weird feeling because I'm in, you know, my house alone. When I'm usually not. And... So my cat had to go to the vet yesterday. She's fine. Yeah. So nothing scary, just a vet Mm. visit. And when I came back, we have this one light that basically lights up the staircases. Because when you come in on the ground level floor, you have to go up two flights of stairs before you get to the main Mm -hmm. living space. So I flicked the light and the basement nook, which I know I've posted a picture of, that light is apparently burning out. And instead of just fucking burning out, like a brave thing it's fucking flickering like a murder light Ah. like a coward so i come in i'm alone in the house i'm carrying a very upset cat and it's hot and i'm ready to be in my pajamas and done and i flick the light on it it's like and what the way it's flickering it's not even like half 
light. It's mm-hmm. going to full light and then nothing. No. <laughs> so it is oh, genuinely God. like I'm going to turn and the basement nook is going to have nobody in it. And then it's going to flash next and it's going to be fucking Jason with a chainsaw. So that was extremely upsetting and it ruined my day. <laughs> I hate it. So it took me a while to fall asleep last night because I was just like, do I need to go check? Did I close the garage? What if the garage is open? What if I go downstairs and the garage is open and there's somebody in the house? What if, and like, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. if I go down the shack, the fucking light's doing the thing. Yep. Oh, I hate it. Courtney, just change the light bulb. Look, I'm not that tall. <laughs> I realize I may have a tall voice. I'm 5'7". And yes, we have a ladder, but we don't have light bulbs. So either it's I make it completely dark down there and there are no windows, so there's no light getting in. Or I live with the flickering and just try not to go downstairs for a minute. Yeah. What do you think I'm going to do? Yeah. Your partner can change it. Mm-hmm. He's very tall. And That's what he's for. Yeah. Isn't that the whole point of living with tall people? <laughs> I, lo- I love that you're like, I'm not very tall. And I'm like, well, I'm 5'4". I'm <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but yes, when I lived with you and Mysterious Third Roommate, you were the I was tallest. the tall person in the <laughs> yeah. house. But it's nice because now I am not the tall person in the yeah. house. So when there's a tall task, I don't have to like get a step stool and deal with it. Yeah. I just make the tall person do it. <laughs> Mysterious Third Roommate is what, five flat? Five flat, yeah. Yeah. So we were just a bunch of hobbits living together. Yes. Compared to you and Mysterious Third Roommate, I'm a fucking giant. You're right. But in like a regular worldly context, I'm like slightly above average. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think can't, average is like five, it. six. Can't change a light bulb without standing on something. No. And in this house, because not to brag, the ceilings are high enough. It's I can't even step stool it. I, we mm. have a ladder in the garage, like just like a little mini ladder. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have to get the mini ladder because oh, I'm not tall enough even on the step stool. That's fun. But you know who is? My partner. So his punk ass can deal with it. <laughs> he doesn't listen to this, so he, he doesn't need to hear that I call him a punk ass. I'll call it to his face. Yeah. Anyway, let's play a game. This yeah. is Babby episode. So I created a game called Baby on Board. Yeah. Here's how this game's going to work. Also, first game since we're back from the big spoop hiatus. So oh, hey. yeah. Yay. I'm going to read you a list of old wives' tales about pregnancy or babies, mm-hmm. and then you are going to tell me baby on board, mm-hmm. meaning, yes, it is an old wives' tale about pregnancy or babies, mm-hmm. or no buns in that oven, which <laughs> means it's an old wives' tale about something else and or something I made up. Ooh, okay. So, spoiler alert, a lot of them are things I made up, because like 80% of old wives' tales are about pregnancy, <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little hard to avoid that. Anyway, this comes courtesy of fatherly.com, hopkinsallchildren.org, todaysparent.com, shoalcenter.com, and britannica.com. Great. Can you pass me the lotion? I'm having a boy, so my hands are dry. Baby on board? Sure, baby on board. Yes! (laughs) This isn't the best way to determine what bun is in that oven if you want to know, like, what genitalia is coming out of you when it comes flying out of your (laughs) hoo-ha. Dry skin is common for many people who are pregnant. Yeah. So if your hands are dry, it's not a guarantee that, like, there's yeah. a boy in there. Yeah. It's just... I, I just went and, like, touched my hands, and I was like, oh, these are very soft. And I don't put <laughs> lotion on, so... <laughs> oh, I, I put lotion on constantly, yeah. and even still, my hands are a little dry. <laughs> I'm tying my wedding ring to a string and dangling it over my belly to divine baby what is board. cooking in there. Have you, did you see that one? Because, yes, baby, Ju- I'm Julia board. wants to do this to me. Nice. Hi, Julia. So, so the... Per the old wives' tale, if your wedding ring swings in a circle, you're having a boy, and if it goes back and forth, it's a girl. Mm. Ew, is only the heel of the bread left? I would rather go hungry. 
I don't like <laughs> I don't like the heel of the bread either way. But I think that's that's a uh, that's a different bun in an oven. No bun in that oven. No bun in that oven. Yeah. Baby on board. Oh really? A version eating the heel of a loaf of bread apparently means you're having a girl. Interesting. I, I like, like that. I, yeah. <laughs> because I, I already don't like. Well, I call, uh, Jack calls it. In Japanese, it's pan no mimi. It's the ears of the bread. Oh, nice. But I call it, I could never remember what it was. So I always called it the, the butt of the bread. Yeah, that's what it is. It's yeah. the butt of the bread. The butt Nobody of the wants bread. to eat yeah. it. Yeah. I should say, I'm aware that the genitalia that your child is born mm-hmm. with does not necessarily indicate what they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But old wives' tales, as the name would imply, are not necessarily the most progressive things. Yeah. So that's take these with a grain of salt whenever anyone's like oh are you trying do you want to know what the baby you know is i'm like yeah but then i also remind them that you know gender is a construct and like yes they will be like coming out with some kind of you know genitalia but that doesn't mean that that's going to be like who they want to be you know and so yeah yeah so we're going with the social norms for the purposes of this game because it's yeah. very hard to avoid <laughs> gender bullshit in old wives tales. Oh yeah. But old wives tales are just like entirely gender bullshit. Yeah. And I have a lot of gender feelings. The name of old wives tales <laughs> is gender bullshit. Yeah. You think it was Why just it old a- wives doing Yeah, what about old husbands? husbands? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> old spouses. Come on. Anyway. Old partners. <laughs> old partners tales. <laughs> Howdy, partner. My baby is going to be left-handed because I keep sleeping on my left side. Baby on board or no bun in that oven? No bun in that oven. No bun in that oven. <laughs> I made this up because there's so many superstitions about lefties. Yeah. It seemed like this would I feel be like something. there's also a lot of superstitions about sleeping on your left side. Right. You know why I sleep on my left side? Because it makes me less nauseous. <laughs> oh. I sleep but, on my left side a lot just because I like to curl up like yeah. a shrimp and then I just like spin continuously throughout the night like a rotisserie chicken. Yeah. I do wake up on my right side sometimes, but I fall asleep on my left because it makes me less nauseous. Hmm. <laughs> Unless the cat sleeps on my lap and then I have to just sleep sitting up. <laughs> oh, I, I, I am at the point in my relationship with my cat where she understands that like I will throw her off my lap because either I will do it intentionally or when I sleep because I, I spin like a rotisserie chicken, she's coming off the lap. So she now knows now that I live with my partner, he doesn't move when he sleeps. Oh. So usually the second he comes to bed, she's on him because she's like, I want to lap, but I don't want to be thrown into the air. That's, I, wow. Yeah. Okay, go off, Zelda. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not getting a haircut anytime soon. I don't want my baby to have eye issues. Baby on board or no bun in that oven? <laughs> Please, no bun in that oven. Baby on board! No! What the fuck? <laughs> there is no reasoning given for this one. Uh-huh. It's just a thing that people say. I found like four different websites that say it is believed that if you get your hair cut, not treated, because there was there's a different sure. old wives' tale saying that, you know, the hair dye or whatever will seep into your system and like fuck up whatever, yeah. which is also not true. Right. My doctor but, said, go go get your hair yeah. done. It's fine. Yeah. It's such minuscule <laughs> amounts could potentially reach Babby that it's, mm-hmm. it's not a big deal. But like the haircut thing could not find, there was no like, well, if you look at Western European culture, it used to be believed that, no, nothing. It's just, don't get your hair just cut. Just going to fuck up your baby's gonna have to tell. I'm going to have to tell Christy I have to cancel my appointment in July. Yeah, yeah, be like, mm, can't <laughs> cut my hair, sorry. <laughs> Saws, babes. I dreamed about a pig last night, which means I'm having a boy who will be big and strong. Baby on board or no bun in that oven? No bun in that oven. No bun in that oven. Huzzah. I made this up because of our boy LeChonk, the Yay. pig of our dreams, and Yay. who will eventually be your namesake because you you named your baby after the two bravest pokemon you know lechonk, <laughs> lechonk small of <laughs> <laughs>
the pancakes. I'm eating maple syrup so that I can have a sweet baby girl. I mean, I love pancakes and I love maple syrup. And if I could eat something like in The Sims where you eat strawberries and listen to pop music if you want a girl or you eat carrots and listen to alt rock if you want a boy, <laughs> I would eat pancakes all the time. Uh, it, uh, yeah, uh, baby, I'm bored. No bun no in, in that, that oven. oven. Damn. I put in my notes, I just made cookies with maple syrup today, lol. Yum. I was making this game when it, it wasn't late at night, but it was late enough that I was tired and a little like silly yeah, mm-hmm. so i was just like what things did i do today to make up some old wives tales yes <laughs> all right Ugh, this baby is gonna be rapunzel because i have heartburn all the time baby on board or no buns in that oven? baby on board baby on board frequent heartburn is a symptom of having a hairy baby per old wives everywhere <laughs> i guess because the thought is like the hair is like tickling your yeah, stomach and so. making it all acidy I gross <laughs> very <laughs> I soak my feet in salt water every night to keep evil spirits away from my growing babs. (laughs) That sounds great. (laughs) Baby on board. (laughs) No buns in that oven. Although it would probably work because of salt's properties. I made this up because I know there's a lot of foot stuff with pregnancy. Well, yeah. So like I, in my, one of my apps, they were like, yeah, if you're having, you know, sore feet or Mm -hmm. you're just having any tenderness or you just wanted to like treat yourself, do an Epsom Epsom salt salt. soak for your feet. And then we've also talked about salt's purifying Mm -hmm. properties. So I'm like, you know, that That, tracks. That was exactly my logic. That would be my old wife tale. There we go. Even if you aren't an old wife and even if you aren't currently Greg and Nancy, you could enjoy an Epsom salt bath. It is oh, yeah. very relaxing. If you have sore muscles of any kind, or if you're just old and tired and your bones creak, like yeah. crawl into an Epsom salt bath. I was thinking about doing an Epsom salt bath today. At a girl. Mostly because I'm just, I'm just tired. I'm so yeah, tired. see, it's, it's <laughs> like... My muscles are so tired. I haven't even done anything. I went, you know what I did yesterday? I went to Old you? Navy and my mom bought me some new clothes because she was like, yay, you're going to get bigger, woo! And I was like, thanks. Because I was like ready to... I had my credit card out and she's like, no, no, I got this. And I'm like, yay, Sweet. awesome, you're thanks mom. like seven and more then, things in the right? cart. <laughs> and then we went to Bye Bye Baby and like walked around oh. and then we went to Trader Joe's and I came home and I took a three-hour nap. <laughs> I mean, I, I dropped my partner off at the airport yesterday morning at 5 goddamn 30. Jesus. If that's not a sign of my true love and devotion, I don't know what is. So, yes, I may call him a punk ass who has to change light bulbs, but I drove him to the airport at 530 in the morning, so I deserve a goddamn medal on a Saturday. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. So I did that, and then I came back, and I slept for a little bit, and then I took my cat to the vet, and then I came back, and I'm tired. And there are no buns in this oven, because this (laughs) oven is broken. So, and closed for business, even if it weren't broken. Yeah. It's an oven that is not hooked up to the gas. So, (laughs) we're just tired. So maybe we should all take an Epsom salt bath. That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Let's just do that. Okay, so your spook mommies. Actually, keep listening to this podcast. Keep listening. Go go draw a bath and listen to the podcast. Listen to the podcast. Your spook mommies say, take care of yourselves. <laughs> we are your moms now. <laughs> Sorry if you have actual good moms like I do, but we are but also you just have your moms, extra now. moms Everybody wants some extra moms. Yeah. So. All right. Where was I? <laughs> <laughs> Every night I burn a lavender candle so my baby will be a good sleeper when they arrive. Mm, no buns in that oven. No buns in that oven. Yeah. I, I admitted to it in my notes. Mm-hmm. I am writing this game when I am sleepy lol. <laughs> I think it was like 8.45 yeah. at night. <laughs> that's just for that's just for me. I want to sleep. Yeah, it's like, I was like, I should probably, I, this was my thought process. I was like, I should do something with lavender because it seems spooky, but it's something that people do to relax. And I was like, what would burning a lavender candle do to Babby? And I was like, 
Good sleeper. Let's go. Yeah. (laughs) Please stop rubbing my belly. I'm not trying to have a spoiled baby. Baby on board. Baby on board. This is a Chinese old wives tale. So if you rub your tummy too much, it means your baby's going to be spoiled. I like to think it's because people who were giving birth in China were like, stop fucking touching me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because we all know people get a little weirdly grabby Uh when there's Babby on board. So... Yeah, that's what that's what I'm worried about. Makes the baby spoiled. Just tell them. Yeah. And then they'll stop because they'll think you're weird. <laughs> Lean into it. No pictures, please. I don't want my baby to be born conceited. <laughs> you made that one up, I bet. I sure yeah. did. <laughs> Do you have any chewing gum? I'm making sure my child has a mind that things stick to. So a great memory. Ooh. Be- no bun in the oven. Baby on board. Baby on board. No buns in the no oven. Bun you should have trusted your instinct. Don't yeah. let me do my face at you. <laughs> you did put your faces at me, and I was like, this sounds like something that Courtney could make up, but it also I sounds sure possible. <laughs> this was inspired by the old wives' tale that if you swallow chewing gum, it stays in your system for seven years, mm. which is not true. Mm-hmm. If you accidentally, like, you shouldn't make a habit of swallowing chewing right. gum. It moves through your system normally. It just comes out more or less intact because your, your system can't break it down. So... If you watch the How It's Made on How Chewing Gum Is Made, it's just plastic. Yeah, it's, it's just it's plastic that won't kill you if you chew on it for a little yeah. bit. So the next time you see your cat chewing on plastic, it's essentially just gum that they think is mouse bones. Yeah. I'm going to need you to change your shoes because they are hideous and will turn my baby ugly. <laughs> no bun in that oven. Baby on board! What? I know! <laughs> favorite one if you see something ugly while pregnant according to the old wives tale it will make your baby ugly what and there are variations to this where sometimes it's if you see an ugly animal then when your baby is born it will look like the ugly animal (laughs) so if you're like that is an ugly fucking duck then your baby's gonna come out looking like an ugly duck. all all animals are beautiful I know. So, like, what's the point I'm of this? I'm just gonna like stare at my dog sitting under my bed, uh, under my desk right now. Just Hashtag all animals are ru- beautiful. Rubbing my belly and looking at my dog. Don't rub your belly. You're gonna make your baby spoiled. I'm, they, they could be a little spoiled. They could be. Your baby could be little as spoiled as a, a little treat. spoiled as a treat. Like I'm already accumulating like plushies and like things from like just my. I I told a handful of students and mm-hmm. I've already started accumulating things. Yeah, because they're all really cute and sweet and I love them so much but babies yeah (laughs) cards on the table I have known that Sasha has been knocked up for a minute Mm -hmm. so (laughs) it wasn't a secret in spoop hour terms Mm -hmm. it was more just we gotta be a little cagey until Sasha is ready to announce Mm -hmm. buns in that oven I'm drinking a Snapple right now and I looked at the the lid right they have like a fun Mm -hmm. fact today's fun fact or real fact pregnant number 940 40% of twins invent their own language. Fucking weird Spooky twin twin bullshit. bullshit. Oh, man. (laughs) From Snapple. So the reason why this episode, partially the reason why this episode is happening now is because Sasha had a crucial doctor's appointment and we were like, oh yeah, we'll just tie it into that. But what if your doctor's appointment comes back and goes, there's twins in there? Spooky twin bullshit episode. Spooky twin bullshit episode. Another spooky twin bullshit episode. Yeah. Because twins are fucking spooky. Yeah, I was hoping to get 
the results back before recording so I could be mm. like it you know which wives tales are correct you know yeah. that kind of thing but but we don't know that yet <laughs> I will say there's a bunch of they call them gender predictors but again gender is a concept mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is because people are uncomfortable saying the word sex in regards to a baby but that's yeah. essentially mm-hmm. what is yeah you you find out the baby's sex not the baby's mm-hmm. gender because gender is a social, social contract, contract. Mm-hmm. so but people are comfortable saying that. But basically, it's like there's a Mayan one, there's a Chinese one. And it has to do with like when the baby was conceived and, and how when, old the mother how, is. And yeah, and like what month you were born in and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I will say the friend of mine who is about as pregnant as mm-hmm. you, they did in vitro. Mm-hmm. And so they knew the exact like moment of conception because it was uh, in vitro. Mm-hmm. And we went through the gender calculator, which is a stupid fucking name, yeah. but that's what all of the websites <laughs> called it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Almost all of them were right with the exception of one, but then we realized it's because we miscalculated it because it was like, did you live with the father? Did you live with the person who impregnated you? And we put yes, because the father is her husband, but technically the doctor, doctor. impregnated her who doesn't live with her. So we're like, oh, that's probably why this one was wrong. Mm. So I will say like 95, we did, I think four or five. Yeah. Because we were we were to cook yeah. out, and what else are you going to do at a cookout? And almost all of them were correct. Yeah, I did a bunch, and I got the same result. And I mm-hmm. went, and it's not. I will love this child no matter no matter what, what comes out. Yeah. However, I have a general preference. Yeah. <laughs> and generally, all of the quizzes that I took are the one not that, that I am not generally <laughs> preferring. However. <laughs> We will find out, and I we will never, let everyone know. You never but, know. Yeah. Will they join my army of nieces? Will they join my one nephew? Right. Will you finally <laughs> have a little... Uh, will you have an extra nephew? Will you have a, 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 spare, a larger will, army? Like an heir <laughs> a and a spare. A spare nephew. <laughs> a spare oh nephew. No, I will, I will love whatever comes out. Yeah. And we've already established that we're going to do Uncle Poop Log. We're going right. to do Cagatio mm-hmm. yeah, with Cagatio. whatever mm-hmm. shoots out of your hoo-ha. So. Yeah. So it's going to be fine. Yeah. I did remember one other spooky thing that happened to me this week, like while we were doing this game. And it was two weeks ago. And I just want to say hi, Ricky, because I I had not seen Ricky in a while and forgot that she listens to our podcast. And (laughs) so I just want to say hi, Ricky. Thank you for reminding me that you listen to our podcast. <laughs> that was my spooky thing. That was when I texted you and I was like, Oh, yeah. yeah. And my response was, Shut the fuck up. No, she doesn't. Because <laughs> I'm an emotionally well rounded person. And when someone says they listen to my podcast, I react like a normal yeah. human being. <laughs> so, hi, Ricky. <laughs> okay. All right. So, since this is the Big Babby episode, we have a bunch of weird shit about pregnancy. So. Real quick, I just want to share, I did not do research on this because I remembered it when I was almost done with my research and I didn't want to get rid of any of the hard work I had just done, (laughs) but I do want to talk about it because it's fucking weird and spooky as shit. So there's something called being born in the veil. It's sometimes also referred to as a mermaid birth, or I think the medical term is an encal birth, Mm -hmm. E-N-C-A-U-L. And basically what that means is when Babby comes out, the amniotic sac either didn't rupture at all or didn't fully rupture. So they're born with some of the like bag of goo still on them. So like (laughs) for some, it just comes out like, I think 
for many because of the way Babby comes out, mm-hmm. it's just on their face. And so there are certain beliefs associated with being born in the veil mm-hmm. in spooky communities. So there's a thought that like, if you were born in the veil, you're more likely to be able to see ghosts. You're going to have more of a connection to the spiritual realm. You're going to be more likely to have like psychicness or whatever. So ask your mom if she was born in the veil because oh, that should, would explain yeah, why she's out. a ghost magnet yeah. because that's it's associated with that. There was also historically a belief that if you had the call from birth, so like mm-hmm. if you kept part of the amniotic sac, it was considered extremely good luck. So s- sailors thought if they had one, mm-hmm. they couldn't drown. And David Copperfield by Charles Dickens mentions mm-hmm. having a call because there used to be like <gasps> essentially a black market where you would like go on Craigslist and be like, I have some amniotic sac, who wants it? And it would go for a really high price because Whoa. it was considered such a huge boon of luck. Yeah. And fun fact, Napoleon was born in the Vale. Interesting. And I learned all of this because I had a former coworker who was born in the Vale, and then I had a former coworker who was super into like spooky weird shit who did like past life readings and stuff uh-huh. and when she found that out she like lost her shit she was like you were born in the veil oh my god you should find <laughs> out if Gelson co-parents baby was i don't born. think so okay. so but she's I'll just looking check. at ghosts for, <laughs> for fun mm-hmm. well because <laughs> not so, because she has to but because she wants to <laughs> yeah exactly she wants a ghost because <laughs> the house they used to live in my coworker with whom my co-parent the skeleton is pretty sure that house was haunted but it was a nice ghost and that ghost was most active about a month after the baby was born. And so now they have another baby who's approximately the same age as the first baby was when uh-huh. that ghost started making himself known. And they've since moved to a new house. But they did invite that ghost to move to their new house with them. So she's like, what if he's just making himself known now because younger baby is roughly the same age as older baby was when she started like seeing him? Whoa. <laughs> so. Ah. Anyway, we're going to start off with some weird superstition tradition things mm-hmm. about once Babby is here or mm-hmm. things like that. So I'm going to start off by talking about something called the groaning cheese. Ooh. And I don't remember. I didn't cite my sources. This is from HowStuffWorks.com, CultureCheeseMag.com. <laughs> PBS.org, The Huffington Post, GoodLuckSymbols.com, Wikipedia, Britannica.com, and The Irish Post. So in 16th century England, parents had a unique way of celebrating the arrival of their baby. And it involved cheese. Cheese! We all love cheese. Called the groaning cheese, this tradition got its name in honor of the noises that people make whilst giving birth, which is a bummer. <laughs> but sure. And it's meant to usher in luck and success for the bundle of joy. To partake in the groaning cheese, fathers would go out to the local dairy farm or cheese shop and buy a big wheel of cheese. Like, you want it to be a pretty hefty. Yeah. We're not talking like the little chunks of gouda you get at the grocery store. We're talking like the big, big wheels of cheese that cheese. nowadays you can get for like two grand if they're fancy cheese. Mm. Per historians, it was usually Cheshire cheese, which was a British cheese rumored to date back to Roman times that has a dense, crumbly, and tangy taste. So the father would then be responsible for carving a giant hole in the center of the wheel of cheese, so starting in the middle and working out to the rind, and it was Mm -hmm. critical that you always start from the middle, not the edges, when carving this cheese. And he needed to take care, because if he cut himself while cutting the cheese... (laughs) (laughs) It meant that the baby would die within a year. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Not laughing high anymore. stakes for the groaning cheese. 
To be fair, though, it was 16th century England, so there sure. was a not small chance that was going to happen anyway, because oh, yeah. it was the 1500s and everything was terrible. Yep. The cheese removed from the wheel was then passed around and served to family, friends, and anybody present to toast the newborn's health. Basically, it's like, cheers, you eat the cheese. And you can't not eat the cheese. Like, if you're, like, offered a piece of the groaning cheese, you can't be like, oh, I'm not really in the mood for cheese. Yeah, because you have to be in meant- the mood for cheese. Make yourself... Yeah, <laughs> Because if you didn't eat all of the groaning cheese, it meant that the baby would grow up unlucky and lacking in personal charm. Oh, and you don't want to be the person responsible for that. No, so eat your fucking cheese. <laughs> Once the cheese was eaten, the newborn baby would be baptized and then passed through the hole in the cheese rind. So the little ring of cheese, you then push the baby through it to ensure good luck for the rest of their life. I did see somewhere that... This hole was supposed to represent the other hole the baby had maybe recently been passed <laughs> through. I could, yeah, but I couldn't find it again, so take that with a grain of salt or salty cheese. There's also something called a groaning cake, which isn't for passing babies through, but is instead a spice cake, traditionally gingerbread or plum, that a new mom eats. So I like to think it's just like, good job, you brought Babby into world, have some cake. Got it. I'm looking up pictures of babies being passed through the groaning yeah. cheese. And it's, it's literally really... just like this little tiny newborn that you just like <laughs> shove them through a hole in some cheese. <laughs> groaning uh... cheese was good luck for more than just the baby went through it, too. One variation of the groaning cheese tradition sees the first pieces of cheese placed into the apron of the midwife overseeing the birth, which then triggers the young women of the household to dream of their future husbands. Mm. Alternatively, the young women of the house could only nibble on a bit of their designated piece of cheese and place the rest of it underneath their pillows. And again, they would dream of their future husbands. So Hmm. that's the groaning cheese. And then I have some real quick, rapid fire, weird baby superstitions. So I think if you do all of these, you will lose your fucking mind (laughs) because they're like contradictory and intense and mm -hmm. weird. Like a good superstition always is. Yep. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So like pick and choose. It's like with horseshoes. Do you want to put your horseshoe in the U shape? You do you. You want to put your horseshoe in the other shape? Go for it. You want to do both? Fine. So in Russia, you're not supposed to take a picture of the baby before it's one month old. And there are two prongs to why taking a picture before the Mm -hmm. one month mark is considered bad luck. One, the use of the camera could freeze the evil eye on the baby and make the child sick. And two, it was believed that babies whose photos were taken before the one month mark were more likely to die. And so this probably stems from a time where infant mortality was higher. Mm -hmm. And this was a time where you wouldn't necessarily have a home camera. So Mm -hmm. if you wanted to take a picture of your baby before the one month mark, you had to go somewhere and expose them to a bunch of weird people and a bunch of weird germs Mm -hmm. during a time when you didn't really have access to robust medicine. Yep. So that's probably where this comes from. Yeah. Greek superstition says that a new baby shouldn't see themselves in a mirror until after they have been christened to keep their soul from being taken. Okay. So that's some pretty standard spooky mirror bullshit. Mm -hmm. In India and Israel, it is considered bad luck to discuss or pick baby names until the baby is actually born. So you can have like a mental shortlist, you know, be Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to name this baby Lachonk or Smolov, but then you can't actually formally announce a name or Mm -hmm. settle on a name until the baby comes flying out of your hoo-ha and then you look at them and you go, that's clearly Smolov. (laughs) Only then. Jewish tradition also suggests putting a piece of candy under the bed of a new mother. And the point of this was so that if evil spirits wandered a little too close to the baby, it would smell the candy and they would get distracted by the candy instead and not bother the kid because they're like, ooh, candy. That's hilarious. <laughs> like the evil spirit's like, hey, 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 I'm going to get this kid. Hold up. Is that a piece Starburst? of candy? <laughs> uh, you eating this? Is this York peppermint patty for me? I'll just go ahead and just. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. Yum, yum, yum. 
The Polynesian islands, so places like the Cook Islands or French Polynesia, celebrate a child's first haircut in a big way. So children are covered in a special quilt called a tivaivai, and they are brought gifts and money from their community as the hair is cut. So it's like this big, Mm -hmm. big thing. In Thailand, you have to hedge your bets to keep the ghosts from taking your baby. So when you say that the baby is cute, you also have to diss them. There is a traditional (laughs) phrase that means the baby is adorable and unpleasant. Because if you say the baby's cute, ghosts are going to be like, I'm going to steal that baby. But then you're like, yeah, but this baby's also kind of a dick. Then the ghost is like, I don't want to, I don't vibe with dicks. Wow, your baby is so cute. Also, it smells bad. (laughs) Your baby is adorable, but what an asshole. Am I right? It Scotland, <laughs> ew, 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 ew. No, thank you. <laughs> Scotland says if you give a baby an egg, a piece of bread, and some salt, it will guarantee that their entire lives they will have their needs met. During the 19th century, midwives would carry the baby upstairs first because it was believed that in order to be successful, the newborn had to go upstairs first before going downstairs. So it would signify that they were moving up in the world. And if stairs were unavailable, the midwife would step on a stool or chair while holding the baby just so that they have that upward motion. Okay. And then there's a couple general superstitions. If your baby has an extra toe or finger, it will bring them good luck. If their second and third toes are close together, it means they will grow up to be wealthy. If your baby is born with an open hand, they will be generous when they grow up. But if they're born with tightly clenched hands, they will be stingy. To ensure lifelong good fortune, the baby's first gift should be a silver coin. Mm Mm-hmm. Ladybugs are auspicious for newborns, so any ladybug-themed clothing or toys will help attract luck for the baby. And how about some real quick baby crystals? Coral was considered a protective amulet for babies to ward off the evil eye and help them with teething troubles. Green malachite is a protective stone for babies. For maximum efficacy, you would fasten the malachite to the cradle and evil would be scared away and ensure a baby's peaceful sleep. Sleep is also important because if you see a smile on the face of a sleeping baby, it's good luck for you and it sometimes indicates that angels are playing with them. Nice. So that's some rapid fire around the world weird baby traditions. I came out like this. With finger guns. You came out with finger guns? I came out that with finger guns. That just means you're a real cool dude. Okay. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. My mom, my mom said I came out with finger guns. Like, I was, like, ready to, like, shoot re- the nurse. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh... No, it's just because you're cool AF. I'm just cool. You hey. also came out wearing sunglasses, so that should have been a bigger indication. On a skateboard. On a skateboard wearing just a backwards baseball right cap. <laughs> yeah, you just came out and you were like, Hey! hey. <laughs> My sources for today came from Tsunagu, Japan, Tokyo Weekender, HuffPo, BuzzFeed, Ranker, and also, briefly, my mom. (laughs) So, my first topic... Your mom's a source. Your mom's a source. So, I was looking at Japanese traditions and rituals that are designed to bring luck and happiness and good health to new babies. And I'm just going to talk about a few, because turns out there is a bunch. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, great, a list. I can check these things off, maybe. Who doesn't love lists? Yeah, I'm stuck in Virginia, so may- maybe I can't do all of them. Right. But the first one was Obiwai or Anzan Kikan and Inu no Hi. So in Japan, people have metaphorically compared Anzan or like an early birth to a dog's delivery, which tends to be relatively easy, simple, and multiple, right? According to the Chinese zodiac calendar, the sign of the dog is on uh, is the 12th place. And due to its influence, then every 12th day of the month is designated as Inu no Hi, or Dog's Day in Japan. So, traditionally, once women reach their fifth month of pregnancy, they're encouraged to visit a temple or a shrine on the 12th day of that month to do the Obiwai ritual. And basically, the ceremony ties a cotton belt around a woman's abdomen to protect the baby. 
and you're just you pray for safe delivery and a healthy baby and then usually the temple or shrine will bless you with prayers and like they'll gift you a, a fukutai or a maternity belt at the end of the ceremony and that's like the first gift you can give your baby who hasn't been mm. born yet then there's Oshichiya, which is a ritual for the seventh night after the baby's birth, which is the official announcement of a new baby's name. So baby's born, family knows, but like you don't announce it till the seventh day. And I'm sure this is probably also because of infant mortality, right? A lot of these are infant mortality. Infant mortality, yep. It's a bummer, but... That's yeah. been the course of human history. <laughs> Usually the father will draw the baby's name and date of birth on a white sheet of paper using calligraphy, like a nice brush, right? And then post the paper to the wall and then you'll have like a celebratory dinner with your family. And that's that kind of first ceremony of a baby's life after it enters the world. And there's the Omiya Maidi, which is the child's first visit to a local shrine when they're one month old. And this also kind of involves that family visit to then also report the birth of the baby to mm-hmm. their ubusu. Ubusu Nagami, or the garden and deity of the child's birthplace. But usually it's about 30 days after the baby's birth. Sometimes for boys, it's optimal for 31 days, and for girls, it's 32 days. But hmm. because people are busy, people be busy. Yeah. In more recent you know. years, people just pick a date that's easy for everyone to, you know, attend, right? Yeah. And usually it's a very formal event. So the parents dress up, the baby dresses up. Usually it's a formal outfit gifted to the baby from the mother's family. But there's also a lot of great rental places in Japan where you can rent a kimono and get dressed and everything. And usually the grandmother will hold the baby and go to the shrine and the shrine offers prayers wishing for happiness and good health for the baby. They might be gifted a himosen or a bag of money tied onto the their obi to wish for them to have no trouble with money in the future. Hmm. I've seen people who don't have grandparents or family nearby just go just the couple and the baby by themselves and just be accompanied by like a photographer or, you know, some like guests. Apparently, when it was time for me to do my Omiya Maidi, my dad was back at University of Michigan finishing his master's. My grandpa had left Okinawa to go back to Oita, where he lived. And so my mom just got together with friends at her house and just had dinner. And then so I was so that would be November. And then after the New Year's, my grandpa came back to spend the holidays with my mom. And so my and then my auntie Miko Obachan too, the three of them took me to Naminoe Shrine in Okinawa and got my blessing then. So again, doesn't have to be 30 days. Yeah, I'm not the gonna, spirits get it. Yeah, you've got I'm, stuff going on. Our current plan right now is to take little Goomba to Okinawa next summer. When you can. When, when I can. <laughs> Yeah. And we'll just kind of squish everything in all at once because <laughs> we're also like, we need to do our wedding photos and we need oh, to have yeah. like a wedding, you know, celebratory dinner. And we need to like meet, I need to introduce Jack to my family and oh, he needs to introduce yeah. me to his other family I haven't met yet. And then we also need to be like, hey, here's little Goomba. <laughs> like a lot has Surprise. happened in six years. Yeah. So much has happened. <laughs> so much has happened. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the Okui Zome, which is the celebration of the baby's first bite of, you know, like, real food, like solid food. Hmm. And this has been a tradition since the Heian period in hopes that children have a sufficient amount of food throughout their lives. And it's usually set either after the 100th or 120th day from the baby's birth. And they eat like very fortuitous, auspicious foods like whole fish, steamed red rice, clear soup, pickles, and some kind of stewed vegetable dish. Basically, this is still too much food for like a baby to munch on. So like you just kind of give them a little bit of bites of everything, right? And then they'll have a traditional 
Kagatame Ishi for their chopsticks, and they'll have brand new lacquer dishes, uh, red for boys and black for girls. And then the parents take turns feeding the baby, wishing that they, you know, have a good and healthy life. And then finally, the last one, basically, besides just having like a big birthday party for their first birthday, some parents still do the tradition where they put 1.8 kilograms of mochi on a baby's back and then try to help the baby walk with it so that they get like some kind of power to help them through life, which I think is really cute. bunch of mochi. A bunch of mochi, yeah. Which is the dream. <laughs> yeah, so I'm already sitting here like, hmm. hmm taking notes. Taking notes. <laughs> yeah. So I'm <laughs> going to do what I can. I know Jack's parents did the thing where you put like a bunch of different items in front of a baby where it's like like a toy instrument for like music and like a mm-hmm. wad of cash for money and like, you know, different things and, you know, had him crawl to something and he crawled to the toy trumpet and he actually was. Oh, he, he, he played and trombone. He, he didn't played he? trombone, and he was yeah. very good at it. <laughs> like all state band and all of that, and you know, marching band drum major. We we didn't do that in my family, but I'm kind of like, hmm, I want to kind of see how that goes. Yeah, Goomba's gonna crawl towards something you don't see because it's gonna be ghosts. <laughs> 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 it wouldn't be spoop hour if we didn't also do spooky baby bullshit. Yay, spooky baby bullshit! It's like rubber baby buggy bumpers, but it's spooky baby. Bullshit bumper. Bumpers. <laughs> <laughs> so, we have to talk about changelings. <laughs> I don't think we've talked about changelings before. We might have hinted at them when we did an episode yeah. on fairies and the faith. Like, maybe, Ishi. like, mentioned in passing. Right. Yeah. But there was a lot of stuff about change. So, this was a thought I had when I was like, oh, if we're doing weird baby stuff, I should just casually do changelings. changelings why not and once again i was hoisted by my own petard because i was like how much research could it possibly be it's one spooky thing and then there was a whole changeling rabbit hole mm-hmm. because the concept of changelings is extremely widespread mm-hmm. so just some of the countries this isn't even the comprehensive list if you go on wikipedia there's a non-comprehensive list and it's like 20 places mm-hmm. so some of the countries that do changelings include Ireland, Cornwall, Germany, the UK, so both uh, Northern England and parts of Scotland, mm-hmm. Poland, Scandinavia, Spain, Wales, and Nigeria. So it's yeah, it's a big prevalent. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the basic myth of changelings is this: fairies or other nefarious spirits swoop in and steal healthy human babies to strengthen their bloodline, and in place of the human baby, they will leave a fairy behind. In general, you could tell the baby had been swapped for a changeling because the changeling might appear sickly, not grow as expected, or have a weird physical characteristic pop up like a beard or fangs or long teeth. Changelings were also prone to displaying intelligence beyond that of a standard infant because they weren't an infant, they mm-hmm. were a hundred year old fairy. They also could be seen jumping around, dancing, or playing an instrument when they thought they were alone. So it's possible that Jack is a changeling ah. because he picked the instrument. Uh Uh-oh. So, tell his parents. (laughs) (laughs) Changelings could potentially be swapped back by either making them laugh or by torturing them, depending on where you are. Ah! History has been unkind to babies like it was unkind to basically everyone, so... Uh If you don't want it to get that far, you could prevent the fairies from coming in to get your baby by placing a pair of open iron scissors or a knife near the crib because of the magical powers of iron. And I put in my notes, what could possibly go wrong leaving sharp implements that close to a baby? Right? What do you have? A knife! Like, a knife. Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> and 
there's you know, baby I, proofing. I, yeah, I can't <laughs> imagine that old-timey cribs were super sturdy, so it's just a matter of time before baby rolls out and oops, there's scissors. <laughs> oops, you know? all knives. Oops, all knives. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oops, all crunch berries. <laughs> oops, just all changelings. <laughs> just as a fun historical fact, England's King Charles I was rumored to be a changeling because he was a peevish child. And his nursemaid claimed she saw a cloaked figure show up next to his cradle and drape a cloak over him for a minute. So that would be theoretically when the swap occurred. So. Mm. Sometimes fairies would take adults, too. Newly married people and new mothers were most frequently targeted by fairies to either marry a fairy if they were the former or nurse fairy babies if they were the latter. But instead of leaving a changeling adult, fairies would leave behind an enchanted log that looks like the adult who was taken. And I'm not going to lie to you. Whomst among us doesn't sometimes feel like an enchanted log? I mean, that just gives me Twin Peaks vibes. Yeah. The log lady. Bit. Yeah. 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 So she might have been a changeling and just saw something in that log yeah. that, you know, she recognized. The enchanted log would sicken and die most of the time, but there were instances where humans rushed the process along. Most notably, in Ireland, there was a case of a young woman named Bridget Cleary, who was accused of being a changeling after she disappeared in March 1895. So she'd been ill for several days, and most things think she had pneumonia. Mm -hmm. And then she disappeared, and it turns out that Bridget's father and husband may have thought this was an enchanted log and not Bridget, so they threw urine on her, and then they threw her into the fireplace to catch the fairy out and encourage the fairies to bring back the real Bridget. Unfortunately, Bridget was in that body, and so she just burnt to death, and her burnt corpse was found in a shallow grave on March 22nd, 1895. I hate her it. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's fucking horrible. And her husband and several members of her family were convicted for her death, but they were only convicted of manslaughter, not murder, because there was enough doubt that, like, maybe this wasn't the human Bridget, maybe this was a changeling. And historians are split as to whether or not her husband actually thought she was a fairy or if he just used the fairy defense to excuse killing his wife. That's insane. It's it's bananas. And a lot of historians are like, she was the last witch burned in Ireland. But again, they thought, allegedly, they thought she was a changeling and not a witch, which is, you know, slight difference. Uh -huh. I mean, ultimately, the outcome doesn't matter. But it's basically, it's just like, she may have just been sick and her husband may have been an asshole. Yeah. And so he saw an opportunity to rid himself of his sickly wife. Mm -hmm. And he took it. And then after the fact was like, that's ah, not Bridget. That wasn't her. What? No, that's a changeling. What? That's what? a log. And what do you do with logs? You put them on the fire. You're welcome. Goodbye. He got sentenced, I think, to like 15 years hard labor, but he only served, I think, 14. And then there was like a laundry list of people because there was there was an author in town who spread the rumor that Bridget was a changeling and a bunch of members of her family bought into like, oh, she must have been a changeling. He would know that this wasn't Bridget. And so they all got lesser sentences as well. But again, manslaughter, not murder, because maybe she was a changeling. That's... Sick. We've said it before, we'll say it again. The 1800s fucking sucked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Basically, all times fucking sucked. Yeah. This is the course of human history. Yep. Human history just sucks. It really does. We have not done a good job we at having nice history. Live in a society. We live in a society. So, with the bones of this lore, you get a lot of little detail switches depending on who you're asking about the changeling. 
In Irish legend, human babies were stolen to either act as a servant to the fairies to give the human child love to the fairies. So the fairies were like, ooh, I want the unconditional love of a human baby. Mm -hmm. Give me that baby. Or for revenge. So if you crossed the fae folk in some way, they would steal your baby. Usually, Irish fairies would leave behind a fairy child, but on occasion, they would leave behind a sickly and elderly fairy instead so that the sick old fairy could live its last days in human comfort, which is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. You know, like fairy hospice. Mm-hmm. Irish fairies made it a point to steal the most beautiful babies because those were the traits they admired. So looking at your baby with envy, a practice called overlooking the baby, would attract fairies. So even though you're probably going to think this is the cutest baby I've ever seen, don't look at them too much and think that because that's going to attract the fairies. Do, do it. Like, oh, that do baby's that. cute? This baby is cute, but they're an asshole. <laughs> This baby's cute, but they seem like they'd go out to dinner with friends and agree to split the check and then go to the bathroom when the check arrives. Mm -hmm. So. (laughs) (laughs) People would suspect the changeling swap when the baby became ill, had a strange appearance, or if someone near them suddenly became unable to move their limbs, which was a condition called being fairy struck. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the first person to notice would be a tailor for some reason. I don't know why. I couldn't find details as to why a tailor would go... Y'all know this is a changeling, right? Like, this isn't a human baby. I don't, I don't know what information the, the tailor has that other people don't have, mm-hmm. but there you have it. In Scandinavia, trolls were the ones doing baby swapping because it was respectable to be raised by humans, but not respectable to be raised by trolls. Hmm. It's also possible that trolls only took unbaptized children, so through the power of baptism, you could troll-proof your baby. Unfortunately, Scandinavia was one of the places where a changeling could be exchanged back through cruel, cruel behavior, so mm-hmm. we're just going to... Leave that. Poland's baby swap is done by the Mamuna, who is an evil spirit. The changeling would be noticeably different from a human baby. Usually it has an unusually small or large head. And I put in my notes, don't all babies have big heads? Yeah, kind like, of. Is it, yeah. Isn't that the whole thing yeah. with babies? Because, like, your eyes don't grow. The eyes you're born with, well, that's that's how big your eyes are going to be. So, like, they got this big knobbly head that they eventually grow into. Even the fetus, like, right now, like, when I'm reading it's about, like, head. oh, what stage are they on? The brain needs to develop first so the mm-hmm. head is fucking huge and now they're like well you know maybe it, you know over the next few weeks this body will catch up but it's like it's still going to be born with a big head <laughs> right like, yeah so it's like it's, a lot of changeling stuff like everything else is about dealing with infant mortality because it was it was nicer to think mm-hmm. this baby that is sick and dying isn't my baby my baby is living a happy healthy life amongst the fairies yeah so the baby that died, I don't have to be sad about because that's right. a changeling. My baby's good somewhere. So a lot of the stuff where it's like, these are signs of a changeling are just signs of babby. Babby. So the Mamuna changeling also would have teeth that grow in too soon, a hump, a hairy body, and or long claws. Mm-hmm. To protect your baby from the Mamuna, you would tie a red ribbon around the baby's wrist, plop a red hat on their head, <laughs> and keep it out of the moonlight. Sure. You would also want to avoid washing diapers after sunset and turning your head away from the baby if it sleeps, because that is how the Mamuna gets you. So don't wash your diapers once the sun goes down and watch the baby like a hawk when they sleep. Hmm. This is another changeling swap that can get reversed, though. So if you took the changeling to a midden, which if you don't know is a poop dump, basically, you would hit it with a birch stick, dump water from an eggshell on it. A lot of changelings have eggshell stuff. We'll hmm. get into it in a second. And said, take yours, give mine back. The Mamuna would feel bad for its baby and come back to swap back. Be like, oh, my baby's at the poop dump. You can have yours back. <laughs> poop dump. 
In eastern Nigeria, the Igbo people believed that anyone who lost numerous babies was being cursed by an Obanja, which is an evil spirit capable of reincarnation. The only way to rid yourself of the torture of an Obanja was to find and destroy their Iyi Uwa, which is a buried object that connected it to this mortal coil. Mm. And the Yoruba peoples, who we've talked about before mm-hmm. because they helped bring us the color of haint blue, mm-hmm. they have a similar story, but their evil spirit is called an abiku. Hmm. So same kind of deal where it's mm-hmm. like, you've had a lot of kids die. It's because you're cursed by this thing. Mm-hmm. You got to find their physical representation that ties them to the world and destroy it. And then they can't bug you anymore. Welsh changelings are biters. So the older <laughs> they get, the more prone they are to being ill-tempered, screaming a lot and attacking people who get too close. They're allegedly either of subpar intelligence or superhuman wisdom and cunning, so just watch out for not average babies. <laughs> Your baby is either really dumb or really smart. Really smart, yeah. And then you're like, changeling, I knew it. <laughs> you just need to have a very average baby. Yeah, you need, you need to have a, like a super normal baby, <laughs> and it's got to be fine. Spain's baby snatchers are called the Sana, and they are nymphs who live near bodies of water, so lakes, streams, ponds, rivers, all of that. Sometimes the Sana help travelers on their journey and appear as beautiful little female fairies, but they snatch babies after they give birth to Saninos, either to get the Saninos baptized or because the Sana can't produce milk. So they're placing their babies in because they can't feed them and they want humans to take care of their babies for a minute. The way to tell your baby had been replaced with a San Nino was to put pots and a lot of eggshells near the fireplace. A San Nino would then say... I was born a hundred years ago, and since then I have not seen so many eggshells near the fire. And that genuinely made me LOL. Like, I lost it. The idea that you put like 30 eggshells in front of the fireplace, and your baby, who is actually a Sanino, would go, I have never seen so this many eggshells so close to the fire. What are we doing? It's <laughs> like such a specific thing. Such a specific thing. It's like, I was expecting it to be like, and then if the eggshells turn black, it means that it's a changeling or whatever. Mm-hmm. But no, the San Nino would be like, what are we doing with the eggshells? What's the deal Yo, with the eggshells? What is the deal with all these eggshells? <laughs> so those are some changelings. And like I said, there is a lot more stories of changelings, variations of princesses mm-hmm. getting swapped out for changelings and changelings getting swapped out for other stuff. And it's, it's like a whole thing. Yeah. The gist of it is, you know, if something's up with the baby, people wanted an out so they could mm-hmm. feel better about what was happening. So they made up a bunch of things about like, this isn't my kid. This is some weird other kid. Yeah. So those, that's the gist of changelings. Before I get to the creepy mo- baby monitor stories. So I had to pick an OBGYN to take care of everything after my fertility clinic. And sure. each, you know, these doctors have like the hospital they deliver out of. Right. And so I also had to yep. like research what hospital do I want to deliver out of? Okay. Our big local hospital system in this area mm-hmm. touts their anti-baby theft system. And so you talk do about changelings. they the baby? <laughs> like, basically, there's, like, all these things that they do to make sure the baby doesn't go home with the wrong person or someone doesn't, like, sneak into the nursery and, like, steal a baby. But changelings, Ooh. changelings. <laughs> in this case, they don't even replace the baby. They just take the baby. They just take the baby. Yeah. But I was like, that's a new thing that I haven't thought about. <laughs> There's an entire TV show with that premise, and it's called Switch to Birth. Switch to Birth, yep. Yeah. 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 And it is a television show yeah, that I but, watched some of. But our the, the hospital system in this area touts how, like, high, like, perfect their baby 
system is so that no one gets the wrong baby and you don't go, this is not my baby. That was a fear my dad had when I was born. I don't think he had it when my brother was born for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was because it was first baby, assuming everything was going to be fine or what. Mm -hmm. But my dad was like, make sure when the baby comes out, you really look at them so that you know, like, you don't get the wrong baby. But then I was the only female baby born that day at that Mm -hmm. hospital, so they couldn't have switched me if they wanted to. I think Jack was either the only Asian baby or one of two Asian babies who were born in Del Mm. Rio, Texas that day. (laughs) (laughs) And so there was, like, no chance of him. Yeah. But let me... Let me tell you about a new post postnatal fear <laughs> called creepy baby monitor stories. Sasha and I now have an agreement that if something creepy happens with her baby monitor, I'm going to take it and get her a better one because obviously I want to hear ghosts. Yeah. But you don't so, need that in your life. <laughs> so first, we're just going to start with the run of the mill. These are just creepy, a little unsettling, but not don't feel like I'm in danger stories. OK, sure. so from Redditor. Fred the fish with three H's. My uncle has a handful of stories, but I'll tell one of the better ones. One night over the baby monitor, they heard whispering and what sounded like my cousin's voice. Strangely, though, they heard another voice that sounded like my grandma's who passed a year before this. They went into the room and asked, went to the cousin's room and asked her who she was talking to. She says, I was talking to grandma. She helped me find my doll. The doll was on the floor, but when they checked on her, it was then in her crib. Surely you want your baby to talk to, like, deceased relatives. Oh, sure. Yeah. No, I don't mind them talking to... You just don't want to hear it. Yeah, I want them to talk to... You want them to do it in their own time. Right. They can talk to their great-grandpa. They can talk to their other great-grandpa, their great-grandma. That's fine. But, like... Ah, in their own time. In their own time. I don't <laughs> want to hear it. Know about it. I don't want to know about it. <laughs> it's like how you're going to go into another room and I'm going to be like, tell me about your past lives. Yeah. It's like, because you don't want to know. When my mom went on a family picnic after her grandpa died and then she saw him yeah. just chilling, she was like, oh, there's grandpa. <laughs> and like waved at him. And I was like, what? <laughs> I think your mom might have been born in the veil. I'm going to find out. From Redditor Lati4. My family used to have a baby monitor set up at the top of our stairs. One night, I was home alone uh, as my parents were at my brother's hockey game, and I was downstairs on the computer playing Roller Coaster Tycoon. I love that for you. that was a great Love that for you. I actually was watching a bunch of Roller Coaster Tycoon videos yesterday on YouTube. Did you watch Mr. Bones Wild Ride? No, it was more of like, here's a bunch of challenges, let's see if I can complete them kind of thing. On this particular night, I heard a bang, but nothing that was too startling. It kind of just sounded like a cupboard door shutting. I paused my game and stared at the monitor. I then heard my front door unlock, but then the door didn't open. I just heard it simply unlock. My heart dropped, and it was eerily quiet. About 10 seconds after the door unlocked, I heard a massive loud bang, like someone stomping on the hardwood upstairs, and the baby monitor went to loud static. I immediately started crying and hid under the computer desk for an hour before my parents came home. When my parents got... Mr. Tycoon didn't prepare me for this. When my parents got home, they asked me if I had let anyone in because the door was unlocked. There was nothing taken. Then the baby monitor was still plugged in, and there were no signs of anyone else being in the house. Today, To, to this day, thinking of that, that night gives me chills. Oh, I don't, I don't care for that. Yeah. If your baby monitor does that, you can yeet it into the sun. Yeah. I want nothing to do with Mm-mm. that. <laughs> and then from Redditor, Redheaded Bug. One night, I'm sitting in bed scrolling through Reddit or something, and I start hearing my daughter babbling to herself on the baby monitor. Now, it's really late, like one or two in the morning. So I turn on the picture, uh, the, turn the picture on on the monitor and see her standing up in the crib, facing sort of diagonally away from the camera. I can see her hands in front of her, but only like half of her face. I can hear her. Uh, I can see her signing things like nice and silly and fun. And oddly enough, no, 
don't like, and bear. Which I need you to teach my child sign language. Thanks. You're welcome. (laughs) I will say my oldest niece, there was one time they were in the car and my best friend like pulled over to text me that this happened. She was like, niece just turned to the seat next to her and kept saying, no, stop it. I don't like it. No, no, stop. And I was like, oh, that's fucked up because I'm fine with like the baby hanging out with a cool ghost who just wants to play fun games. Don't like what whatever it's doing. They're like, no, that's that's yeah. upsetting. <laughs> so, of course, being the good and loving mother I am and not really not wanting to deal with an overly sleepy baby in the morning, I got up to see what the heck she was doing. When I got to her room, she was still standing up and signing and babbling toward the far corner of her room. <sighs> I asked her what she was doing and who she's talking to. And she signs and says as best as she can, friend which she does with her whole hands and not just her index finger and signs bear again. I tell her that no, see bear who is one of her stuffed toys is in the bed behind her and not in the corner of the room, but she giggles at me and says silly and mommy. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, I get fed up and ask her who friend bear is. And her response literally gave me chills because she doesn't speak well yet. And she managed to say very clearly and with the most serious face, a 20 month old can pull off. No name, no name. Shh. Well, now I am well and truly freaked out, so I ask her, I tell her to ask no name friend bear to go home because it is too late to play, and I did what any good loving mother would do. I gave her a pacifier, went back to my room, turned off the monitor entirely, and hid under the covers of my room where my good and loving husband would protect me from nameless invisible bears. (laughs) See, there's a lot of reasons why I don't want kids, but genuinely in a situation like that where it's like a scary thing, I'd be like, you're on your own. So then, now we're going to, okay, that's, you know, scary I'm sure I would have the same reaction to try to like be as brave as possible, but then also like turn off the monitor and just like go like hide under the covers. That's what your husband is for. Right. But um, <laughs> now, thanks to BuzzFeed and Ranker, I am worried about a new thing. Hackers hacking into baby monitors. No. So some of the ter- hackers, come on. There's so much student loan debt you, you could You could be cancel. doing literally anything else. And you choose to hack into a baby monitor. So here are some scary examples. So from Redditor user Metalhead115, my brother told me a few years ago he woke up in the middle of the night hearing his son crying his eyes out and then a low man's low male voice saying, shh, be quiet. No. Then silence. He ran to the room and the baby was asleep and no one else was around and it just creeped him the fuck out. From some different like news stories compiled by BuzzFeed and Ranker, a hacker used a Houston family security camera to talk to Ashley Stanley, the nanny of a one-year-old girl named Samantha. She heard a voice from the camera say, oh, that's a beautiful baby. Stanley thought it was a joke the parents were playing on her, but when the man, man continued, that's a really poopy diaper, she unplugged the camera and called Samantha's parents. It wasn't them, but a hacker who was never caught. Another Houston couple heard an unfamiliar voice talking to their sleeping two-year-old daughter and realized their camera-enabled monitor had been hacked. When the father ran into the room, the monitor was yelling obscenities, telling the daughter to wake up, you little shit. Oh, you little slut. That's even worse. Yeah, The daughter was deaf, but the hacker started yelling obscenities then at the parents. The father quickly unplugged the monitor, which ended the hacking, but also wiped the IP address of the hacker. A Washington State couple was astonished when their three-year-old's baby baby monitor was spewing creepy messages at their son. The child had previously complained that he couldn't sleep because he was scared of what he was hearing, and when the parents investigated, found that the camera was tracking their movements and the microphone saying creepy stuff like, wake up, little boy, daddy's looking for you. Oh, I hate this. The couple contacted the monitor manufacturer who advised them to change the Wi-Fi password. 
fuck? One Rochester. What I'm hearing is you need to go analog with the baby yeah. monitor. One like, Ro- none of this Wi-Fi bullshit. <laughs> that's that's exactly what I was thinking. One Rochester, Minnesota family began to notice odd things happening with their baby monitor and odd noises coming from it. We were sleeping in the bed and basically heard some music coming from the nursery, but then we went into the room and the music turned off, said the anonymous mother. We were able to track down the IP address through the Foscam software and found out it was coming from Amsterdam. They followed the IP address to a site in Amsterdam that had dozens of baby monitor feeds, including theirs. Uh, you could be canceling students. Just you can so many things, things you, you could, could be do. doing. Yeah. An Indianapolis mother was home playing with her two-year-old daughter when she began to hear music coming from the baby monitor. Specifically, she heard the song Every Breath You Take by the Police. I fucking hate hate that that song. song. That song has creeped me out for like 20 years. There was a time this is going to date me. You know how Reader's Digest used to send out their like compendium of books Uh where it was like 80% of a book? Well, I read one of those and in one of the stories, this family gets home invaded and held hostage and one of the hostage takers forces the wife to do a striptease to that song. And that song has creeped me out ever since because I was like 12 reading this. Yeah, uh uh-huh. And I fucking hate, I hate that, that song. I and just don't like do it for their like wedding song. And it's like, it's fucking creepy. Yeah. It is a creepy song. Listen to the words. It's upsetting. It's upsetting. It's so upsetting. if that wasn't creepy enough, the hacker then started making suggestive noises. The mother unplugged no. it and the family discovered videos of the hacker, hacker pulling off the same attack on other families. So all this is to say, I think we're a pretty tech savvy couple. If we go the digital route, we have uh, a cam in our um, kitchen that watches the dog when mm-hmm. we're out, and nothing has happened with that. We have a lot of like, d- we have two-factor authentication and, yeah. and like lots of password stuff on that. So that that's been fine. But it's like if we go the digital route, we're going as secure as we can, or we're gonna go the analog route because yep. Ah! Oh no! Not to not to upset yeah. you about the analog route. Have you ever seen the movie Signs? Yes. <laughs> so That's, everything is upsetting. Basically, all baby monitors are creepy. <laughs> maybe the baby just stays strapped to me the whole time. <laughs> yep, I will it. be the baby gotta... monitor. I will live in the nursery. With... <laughs> I'm gonna make you a shirt that says "baby monitor," <laughs> or like a special badge, like called monitor, yeah, like a little baby, sash like a that little just says sash, "baby monitor." Baby monitor. <laughs> and then that way, when you need a break, you can give it to Jack, and then he can be the baby mm-hmm. monitor for a little bit. Uh, Jesus Christ. So that's so upsetting things that I just discovered. (laughs) Have you heard anything weird on a baby monitor? Did, have you known a baby who's done some weird shit and you want to tell us about it and a little bit ruin our lives? Please do. Oh yeah, feel free. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Spoop Hour and you can email SpoopHour at gmail.com. If it is too scary for Sasha's, I will put a Sasha proof filter on it. So if you, (laughs) if you communicate us with us via social media or email usually i see it before sasha does so don't be afraid to like if you you're like this is on the border of being too scary for sasha's i will serve as her human firewall yes i will i will you're the sasha monitor you're the baby monitor i'm the sasha monitor <laughs> and i will make sure that nothing will traumatize her we'll just get like the ones that i think she can handle yeah. so but also like don't worry about it send it to I us i still like spooky bullshit like being right. pregnant is not i mean it'll bother me for like a day but i think i'll be right. okay <laughs> but okay, thank you so for yeah. being my sasha monitor yeah. yeah i'll be like this story involves xyz mm-hmm do you want to hear the rest of it? And then if you say no, you will never hear another word about it. It's Perfect. like the one time we got hate mail, you were like, I don't want to read it. I just want to know the gist. Yeah. So I give just me the gave highlights. you the gist. <laughs> Hashtag defund your mom. So, you know, send us your spooky baby bullshit. Yeah. 
Congratulations. I don't think we officially said it. Congratulations to Sasha. We're Thank very you. excited. Spoop Hour is going to have little Babby. Little Babby Spoop Hour. And I'm your Spoop excited. moms love you. Yeah. yeah. Even when the new baby comes, we will still love you. <laughs> I will always be your Spoop mom. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Talk to us on social. Email us. Just, ugh, so upsetting. So upsetting. Don't hack so upsetting. baby monitors. What? Are, there are so many good things you can hack. Or, like, harmless things you can hack. Yeah. What What are you, just, ugh. Leave ugh. the babies alone. Anyway, pack your iron scissors. Thanks for listening. We love you. Go take an Epsom salt bath. Congratulations to Sasha. Hooray. Yay.